Welcome to a special episode of Varian Podcast. Today, I am with an honor to have on the show London from History of the Batman. How are you, London? I'm good. How are you doing? Doing good. You know, thank you so much for coming on. Like we we're talking a little bit before the show and how like, you know, everything just started and how everything just worked out and clicked to have you on the show. So it's really exciting yeah. to have you on the show. I'm super happy to be here. Thank you for inviting me. Anytime anyone invites me to do anything, I'm very grateful. Like, especially, especially now with like everyone's stuck at home. It's like, yes, I want to do yeah. something. Everyone's Great. just at home. And it's like, well, I know that because people are at home, they can get their creative juices flowing and people are making more content and more videos, right. and things like that, which is cool. But then, of yeah. course, people are like, but I want to go outside, you know, but fine <laughs> everyone's but got time you have, to do, you have to use what we, what we can use you know to make it cool for this very weird time we're going sure. through right now yeah. <laughs> gotta do gotta do what you gotta do with you know what what we have you know we can't we can't see each other like a comic con or whatever but like see each other oh, like no. virtually still kind of like works the same way sort of not really but yeah, it's still weird. Like, I love the fact that, like, Comic-Con at Home is happening right now. And there's, like, hundreds of panels coming out over the next yeah. three or four days. But it's still different because, especially, like, I was at Comic-Con last year and I had so much fun. And the fact that, like, you can't see the people that you usually see at cons. Yeah. See them any other time of the year, like there, there's like always just a group of people I always see only at cons, and yeah. so the fact that I can't, it's a bummer. It, yeah, it is. And, <laughs> and I, it's funny because I was planning on going to the one in Orlando this year, and I was super excited oh, to go because yeah. like Scott Snyder was going to be there, and like he's one of my yeah. favorite writers right now. Yeah. And so I was like, oh, I'm so pumped, and then everything shuts down. Exactly. I was like, you know what? Like that sucks because I really wanted to go to this thing and. <laughs> I, that's all I wanted to do for my birthday was go to this con <laughs> and I can't. And so then whatever, right. but eventually yeah. one day, uh, one we'll, day. I'll be there one day, whenever that day is. I don't know when that day is going to be because when I have no day. idea what all of this is, is ha what's happening right now. I don't know how long it's going to be. Like I read somewhere that it was like concerts, like aren't going to be a thing until like 2022 or something yeah. crazy. Like, <laughs> I don't know. You know, I have I no idea what all this is. Yeah, I, I saw that too. Yeah, it's not. Nah. No. Anyways. But not so anyways. we're doing this live. If you want. So <laughs> if you're, we're doing this live. And if any, anyone has any like, you know, Batman related questions or anything, anything like that, just drop them in the comments and we'll, uh, we'll see if there are no good questions and then we'll, <laughs> we'll put them up. Uh, yeah, but no, you. You there's always know. there's always someone that's gonna say something random that you don't want you don't want to read like eh hard pass but it it um, is what it is yeah it is it is it's it's the internet you know that's what we signed up for yeah. when we put our faces on the internet the internet has been definitely a gift and a curse for me so <laughs> I think for everyone at the end of the <laughs> yeah, day for it's sure. quite, uh. well before, but like let's just jump right in you know you know how did you eat. How did you get introduced to Batman, to the comics, and in and, and, and general? Like, how did that even, like, how did that come about? Well, the first time I, I saw anything Batman was actually reruns of the 66 TV show. That was the first time I saw anything Batman. I hadn't read comics, any of that, and I absolutely loved it. I loved the bright pop art that was just everywhere. I loved the colorful rogues. I loved all of it. And I'm like, this is fun. So I first saw that. And then I started watching Batman the Animated Series. And I fell in love with that. 
And I got into comics because of the animated series. I first saw the episode Bane and I loved it. I loved Bane himself. I loved yeah. all of it. And I was like, I want to learn more about this character. Cause like in that episode, it was really like the first time you saw him in the show. And so I did a little bit of research and was like, Oh, there's this book called Batman Nightfall that, centers around Bane and so that was literally the first anything Batman comics I read and I fell in love I loved the storyline I loved the art I loved all of it I loved Bane himself which is probably why Bane is my still my favorite villain to this day and I fell in love with that and once I started reading that I wanted to read more comics and read more Batman stories and that's just kind of how me reading comics began wow so it's just like a you know, you saw the show and like, what were, besides like the bright lights? Cause I mean, mm-hmm. I, I saw some of the 60 shows as well, but I wasn't really drawn to that. What actually drew me to Batman was the animated series as a kid. And then sure. watching Batman forever on, on, in, in, in theaters, which everyone talks yeah. bad about, but to this day, it's probably one of my favorites. No, so, <laughs> it's like so good. And like the, the corny jokes, I'm with it. I, I just love it. And no, so it's good. Yeah, but you know, like, what were some of the things that? What are some, I guess, characteristics of you know Batman and the the world that that he lives in that drew you to the character? Well, if we if we talk about the '66 show, for me, and even to this day, I love the pop art. That is what I studied when I went to school. I have my bachelor's in art history and my focus on pop art. And a large part of that was because I saw the 66 show and that made my love for that. But I also, between the rogues, even though they're, they're, they act differently from the 66 show and and BTAS, of course, I, I liked how you can have the same like characters from like, um, Joker and even like especially like Two Face in Batman series and it gave them such a they made their backgrounds and their origins very three dimensional and made them an even more interesting character than just like I'm a bad guy and I'm running around and doing all of these crimes in Gotham and they gave them more depth and yeah. I really like the fact that Batman has this huge rogues gallery with all these amazing characters and all the characters are really interesting. And I also like the fact that because Batman has this huge rogues gallery, he always tries to turn them back to the good side. He always attempts to say, oh, like you should stop, you know, committing crimes and like go back, especially characters like Harvey Dent, who Bruce yeah. was his friend before the transformation. And so he always feels kind of guilty that he can't help his friend get past all of that. So I like things like that, the characters and how they're developed. I absolutely love that. And of course, just the visuals, especially with the dark deco and animated series and how Gotham was designed and, yeah. and even the characters themselves. I loved that. But the one thing that I was drawn to first and foremost with Batman 66. And I think, which is part of the reason why I loved reading Nightfall and what made me love Batman comics is because Adam West's Batman had everything he needed in that utility belt to win anything. Totally get out of any death trap, any situation. He was like always- Shark repellent? <laughs> yes, that's so iconic. Like, it's so good. <laughs> and so I always saw that before I really got into animated series. And then when I read Nightfall and the fact that Bane literally broke him and he had to step down from being Batman and then he had to fight his way back to getting the mantle 
from John Paul Valley and the fact that he came back from such a huge failure. And that was the first time really I ever saw Batman lose like really lose like for a long period of time not just in an episode where halfway through he's in trouble and at the very end he's good nightfall it was a long thing and i like the fact that he was human which is probably the best quality that i love about batman is that he has humanity that we can all relate to i think that's one of the big why batman's amazing but i like the fact that he failed but was still able to get back up and that was partially inspiring to me and it just made for a really interesting character that's not a perfect superhero or hero that he has flaws and he has to work through that in order to still be the vigilante of Gotham that he wants to be so there's there's tons of reasons why that uh, Batman I was really captivated by the character and his universe but I think definitely those things stood out for me and made me want to learn more about him no, yeah, it's funny that you mentioned the Art Deco style of the animated series. That's something I tell everyone that I meet, and like I feel like I'm sure you've seen the meme, right? Of like the big oil thing, like that's what I feel like. Oh, guys, do you know why I love oh. the animated series? Because it's the Art Deco style. Yes. In the black and like, that's you know. me in like my everyday life, and I'm sure. Yeah. If anyone who just doesn't care about that stuff, they're like, wow, she's annoying. You know? I've literally had people to go to me like, Pedro, we know you've you've mentioned that four times already in the last three months. (laughs) We get it. And I'm like, I'm sorry. I'm just, I just love it. It's so great. I just want to make sure you guys because right? I need you to know. <laughs> I need you to know because it might be a trivia question one day that we need to be part of and you need to if know. If you are randomly on Jeopardy in the future, <laughs> you don't know. That might be on there and then you'll be like, I could thank Pedro for like... Uh, that's what I'm saying. Like, he, I I won this money because he told me about the art deco exactly. style. They don't know. Like, you don't know what's going to happen. <laughs> you don't know what's going to happen in life. Like, clearly. So I don't know. <laughs> exactly. So... We, we don't know what's going on. We have no idea. But you no. mentioned, you know, the, the rogues gallery, and we know that you like Bane. Yeah. But if you had to pick someone besides Bane and besides the Joker, because that's everyone's favorite, right? Who would you yeah. say is, is, like, your favorite, you know, rogues gallery besides those two? Ooh, there are there, – there's a lot. I, I have always been Condiment man. Hmm? Condiment man should be up there. Oh, my goodness. Same. I, I – I love Clock King <laughs> and Condiment Man. And even in that one appearance of Rainbow Creature. No, I think the Silver Age villains are amazing. <laughs> but a villain that I really do enjoy, I actually like Poison Ivy a lot. And I always like to read about um, kind of her. Because I think that she's one of those really misunderstood sometimes characters because like wow she wants to do everything for mother nature and protect you know plant life and all these things and it's like all these good intentions and then she is like seducing men and making them do all these things for her and probably they end up dead like there's some stories where if she uses her like lipstick to like transform them they like end up dying in the end it's like oh there's you know we could we could protect the planet and not kill kill people people. there there should be a happy medium but i've always liked her and when batman and her like have either worked together or interacted in a way that isn't just him chasing her around and not trying to get eaten by like manning plants i think she kind of is a, a complex character and i also am a fan of of harley quinn because of her evolution yeah. i think she's changed from when 
she was created in 92 for the animated series and was Joker's girlfriend and then changing it into her having her own like persona and her own characters and people that she is involved with in comics and now even on the big screen. Yeah. I think seeing her develop into more than just somebody's sidekick is really cool. And, um, and, you can, and her, you can also see with her, like the struggle of being good and bad at the same time. Yeah. Cause she didn't get jumped. Like she didn't get you know, thrown into a bucket of acids. She just like, right. it's kind of like, I know what's right. And I know, and things like that. And I, I that's why, to me, like I, I wasn't a big fan of Harley for a while, but I read the mm-hmm. the comics by uh, the the Harleen comics, um, that came mm-hmm. out, and yeah. that just blew me away. Like at the like the yeah. last panel of the last comic book, I'm like, oh my oh, gosh, man. that makes so much more sense to me. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I just, like, I, yes, I, I I love that. I I I I know that there are a lot of fans who are like oh harley's overkill and you know she has all these books and we see her and she has these movies and sure that's fine but if you think about it batman's overkill too like (laughs) we always see batman so you know you can't you know you you can't choose say oh harley's overused and then not say that batman isn't because we know it is but they're popular and they're entertaining so that's why. But mm-hmm. I like the fact that more creators are coming on to writing and illustrating Harley and kind of bringing more to her and not just because it is more complicated. I mean, I know for like the New 52 for Suicide Squad, they they changed her origin and Joker pushed her into the van. He was part of it. But I think she still has to choose mm-hmm. like whether she wants to try to be good or, or bad and she still has to make those decisions that aren't just based off some chemical imbalance from falling into chemical. Yeah. You know? yeah. So, but yeah, sure. but I it's hard because I if you ask me this like tomorrow, I'd probably give you other ones because my favorite things change all the time. But yes, <laughs> I sure I suppose those are my constants. Those are those are yeah that's not everyone has their everyone they yeah like you ask me on a different day, I'll give you someone else differently for sure. Exactly. <laughs> for sure. But you you have a platform called history of the Batman that pretty much gives people like anyone in the world information on things. Batman's like, you know, historical points of Batman. Like you're literally like the Batman historian of like the 21st century that just says, Hey, this is what happened. Like on this day in the comic book history, this is what happened. Like, how did that come about? Like, when did you have this idea? Like, Hey, I'm going to make a, a history Instagram page for Batman or something like that. Well, that's the thing is, I never thought that I would be doing any of this, like all of this behind me and doing this. Like I, I, that was never like in the cards or like any type of like, oh, that's a goal for me. It started in my last year uh, at school and I didn't even start with Batman. I was studying and I had life going on and, and to chill out, I would um, like read comics. Right. But before I even thought about doing any history of the Batman on Instagram, I actually started a page that's very similar in like format, but it talked about Egyptology. Mm-hmm. I talked about like, like Egyptian history. I, and it would be like, if I posted a picture of, you know, the great pyramids, I would in the caption talk about like facts and stats and you know which dynasty and all of that stuff so that's what I started to do and it was on Instagram because that was the only platform I really used and even then I didn't use it a lot I just had it for like my personal page or yeah and and so I started the Egypt page and I did it for 
know, like three or four months while I was doing everything else in my life. And for, and that page kind of grew. It had like, I don't know, like 6,000 followers. Wow. And for me, I was like, whoa, that's, <laughs> you know, I was like, cool. Like people are interested. And like I had engagement and like people were talking about and like it, it was fun. I was like, this is cool that people like the content and want to know more about this stuff just because I love it too. Like, um, and so I did that for a few months. And one day I was reading, I was reading a lot of golden age Batman. I had digital copies because I was on campus, like in my dorm. So I didn't have my like physical comics. So mm -hmm. I had my digital library and I was just reading golden age. And I'm like, Ooh, this would be cool if something that was like my page where I can go on the Instagram platform and see if I can learn about Batman stories or characters yeah. or the content in the same way and learn just a little bit of background and history on it. And so I, I scoured Instagram <laughs> and this was January, 2013. I scoured Instagram and I found lots of cool Batman page for people that show off their collection yeah. or that were artists that drew Batman, whether professionally or, or amateur or any, you know, I saw all of those cool pages, but it was nothing I was looking for that matched what I wanted to see myself. So yeah. I figured, why don't I do that? Cause I was like, I like the Egypt page that I did, but I think a Batman one would be cool. And I could just talk about comics. So literally uh, the very first post I talked about Detective Comics 27. And after that, for like the next two weeks or so, I just kind of went through major comics and year by year and talked about characters and all in chronological order. That's where all History Batman started. Right. Now it's kind of like I choose what topics I want to explore yeah. and I make sessions and then kind of go forward in that. But when I started, it was literally, I went from 1939 all the way into whatever time period I stopped and it wow. was all in order. And after about two weeks, I had, the page grew a little bit. It had like, like a thousand people, which I was like, wow. Considering, you know, I, I yeah. never seen any growth at all. So I was like, okay, that's cool. People like it. And then after like two weeks, I just stopped because I got really busy. I was writing papers. I had other things going on. And I just, I was just like, oh, I'll come back to it. Like when I'm available. And just right. kind of let it sit there. I didn't do anything for almost a, like a month. And then when one day I went back just to just look at the page, like, oh, yeah, you know, I was doing this thing. Let's see how it's going. DMs were the thing at the time. But the comments, people were like, where'd you go? They're like, oh, yeah. I wanted to learn about this. And we were in this year. And I had so much of that kind of response. And I was like, whoa, like people actually like this and are like, wanting more of, of what I'm doing. So I was like, sure, I can, I can jump back in and start. And then after that, it just, on Instagram, I was on Instagram at this point, and it just snowballed and more and more people started to follow and share with other pages because there really wasn't a page that just talked about Batman and kind of in a historical context in a yeah. way. Yeah. Like, or the creators behind the characters, the the artists and the writers over the decades and and their and their stories and that really wasn't a thing on the platform, I don't think. Right. And so much so that after I made History of the Batman and it got traction, other pages started doing history of 
other characters. And I was like, whoa, like there's like, there was like a history of the flash. And I even did a backup page that was history of wonder woman, because at first I was going to do the Trinity. Now Mm -hmm. thinking back at it now, that's so much work. (laughs) But at the time (laughs) I thought I would do history of Superman, history of the Batman and history of wonder woman so that it all is together. So, cause those are the three, you know, Make big one. One. Yeah. and then but like someone took history of superman before i even created it because they wanted to do it and then they abandoned the page and never did anything with it and i was because i was so planning on doing all of it but then i'm like you know what it's fine i could just focus on batman it's my favorite anyway and it's fine and so um but yeah it just grew and i never thought I, it would be anything like when like when i was getting like tens of thousands of followers in like a matter of weeks. Right. It was, I didn't know what to do with that. I didn't even know what it meant. <laughs> I didn't know, like it just was growing. I'm like, I don't know what I'm doing with this. I mean, I'm just posting content, but I don't know what I'm supposed to do with this or what this means or, or anything. So yeah. yeah. And then and from there, like you grew to other platforms. You, you do a lot of YouTube now. Which- yeah. Uh, I, let's see. I started actually with, the podcast mm-hmm. hey. not active it the last episode i did on the podcast was like late 2017 it hasn't been active in a few <laughs> years now which i want to go back to it um but i started with a podcast because it was through which they're not um open anymore but it was through meltdown comics um on sunset in in hollywood right. and i would always visit that store and everything and then when they learned about history of the batman they liked the page they were like we're trying to do a podcast network and we would love for you to do a podcast to like crystallize what you're doing on instagram because it's so cool yeah. and i never thought about doing a podcast i'm like who <laughs> wants to listen to my voice because it took me like so long to even show what i look like on right. Instagram. So the fact that I'm like, oh, people want to listen to me, like hear me, uh, I don't know. Like, <laughs> I was like, but I'm like, sure, that seems fine. And you know, they set up everything. So, and they put other podcasts on the network. And so I like in 2015, started the podcast and did that for a few years. And then once that was going in early, I think 2017, uh, that's when DC Comics emailed me and they wanted me to do content for their DC fans program because oh, wow. they were at the, at the time they had you know their DC Comics YouTube channel and then they had their DC fans channel which they had certain people who reviewed comics at the time mm-hmm. but they said because they wanted to expand and have not just reviews but like talk about the history of characters and do other things they liked the content I was doing. Wow. And the only reason why they didn't reach out earlier was because I didn't have a YouTube channel. Cause it was all on YouTube oh, and I had one, but I really didn't do anything with it. Like the only thing I made one once I started really doing panels and they were getting filmed. And if I wanted to share with the audience, like, Hey, if you didn't get to see this panel, cause you weren't at the con, like here it is. But then they were like, if you can start making videos, we can put you on the channel and feature you. And I was like, well, sure. And I think I was really shocked by that because I learned that DC had been kind of watching History of the Batman on Instagram for years, plural. That's so nuts. And that freaked me out because I was like, oh, wow. <laughs> like, really? Like, you never, you know, got, a, you never got a letter like, saying, turn it off. That's awesome. So I was like, oh, okay. So, and then I started doing that and then everything just kind of, yeah. But so because I started doing 
videos for DC and then soon would be doing stuff for Warner Brothers and everything. I tried to expand to other platforms. So I made right. a Twitter and Facebook and um, and then I did more YouTube and then I slowed down on podcasting because I had been, we talked about this before it started, but you know, I was moving a lot and I yeah. just didn't have time to like do podcasts. Do but for some reason, whenever I was settled and I was, I got a camera and did everything. I'm like putting up a video, like once a week, I started doing that. I'm like, this is just easier for me right now. Because when I did the podcast for Meltdown, I would have interviews with guests like every time and yeah. it was a lot and even though i loved it so much i'm like right now i don't have the time and the setup and everything to to make it as high quality as i would i would want for the podcast so and and i feel bad because there are people who literally ask me like i get at least once a week a DM that says, when's the podcast coming back? And I haven't done an episode since late 2017. And so I feel so awful <laughs> that I haven't like figured out how to jumpstart that, but I, I really am I'm trying. And then COVID happened, so I wasn't even thinking about it. You know, and so I just, it was the, per <laughs> so, it's the perfect time. And if you want to start a podcast. Now is literally the time, which is like, and then I'm like, ah. I mean, but if now, you want to start like, a podcast, podcast, like I know a guy, know a guy that can that help can you. Help you. Go back go to back. it. So, like, I'm just saying. Really? Because I really do. I, I honestly would love to go back to doing podcasting. I had so much fun doing it. And that was just one thing I just haven't gone back to. But no, for sure. Like, we might talk about that after. Yeah, I'll, I'll, yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> we're, do, we're doing a meeting on live, on, on live. So people are listening right now. Like, whatever. It's, it's about They're me like, and Logan right I don't now. Care like, about forget that. you guys. <laughs> <laughs> but you've, you've been going to a lot of cons, you know throughout your career and you've, 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 you've touched a little bit on that lately um how you like that's how you started putting stuff on youtube and things like that yeah. has there been like a favorite con that you went to that you like like most memorable one and like what kind of thing like what'd you do there like did you meet like was there like a special person that you met or something like that that made it yeah. that way i mean honestly every con that i'm able to participate in i absolutely love it i have the best time and able to meet people that i'm other on the panel that I'm moderating and things. Um, but I guess uh, there was an LA Comic Con, which you can kind of see back there. That was my card from last year. I like oh, to collect those. I'm weird, but I, I always make me so happy. I collect everything. I, I do, literally. Um, but um, in 2016 for Los Angeles Comic Con, I did several panels that year, but those, but that one was the like the first time I had like a big panel um and i had two that will probably forever just stay with me um one was the voices of the dc universe where i had uh let's see i had tara strong phil lamar kevin conray hill oh, and walsh uh, uh uh greg sipes uh, scott menville and we were all on, and we were all just talking about like their work on teen titans and teen titans wow. go and animated series and all all of it all of it the, because they just all are incredible voice actors and that <laughs> that panel stressed me only because there were so many people in the room. Like they gave us like the biggest room in the convention center and people were still standing up because like it, it was packed. And then they are so fun that the pan like them on the panel and talking with each other and telling stories. I had no control <laughs> of that panel whatsoever. And I was sitting next to Phil Lamar and he kept saying like, you gonna jump in there? And I'm like, bruh. 
Nah. Like, you guys are so fun. I really don't even. So, like, I jumped in to kind of, like, steer a question or conversation, but it was just crazy. So that was really fun because they were all really, really nice. And then that same weekend, I had a one-on-one panel with Kevin Conroy. And Kevin Conroy is oh, my favorite man. man. So I was, I was just so happy <laughs> and it was such a, con- a, a really fun conversation and the fact that all of them are so passionate about what they do and their work so it's always nice to talk to uh people who love what they do um so that con was really fun and uh, and another i mean i always do lots of stuff for la comic con la comic con is really like my home like i love like the big comic con and even like wonder con but i think LA Comic Con is always a nice size. Right. So I like going there. Um, but I've also done, um, I did a panel in 2018 for LA Comic Con with uh, Greg Capullo. Oh, man. And I talked with him about his Batman work and everything. That's and the my, he's my Batman favorite Batman artist ever. Like, you he's can't amazing. see it because it's far away, but like, I got him like <laughs> autographed. Like, think right there. Like, my favorite. You can be like right there. Right there. Oh, his work I know. is so amazing. So yeah. I got to talk with him. On like the main stage thing and and he and he was really, really nice and uh and i guess my last year at san Diego comic-con i ha- i moderated my first panel at comic-con and it was um talking with uh kevin altieri dan reba and mike Gowen, and we talked about that in the animated series and their work on it because they were uh writers for episodes like kevin altieri he he directed the episode bang so of course i was like oh my god (laughs) and 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 they all worked on mask of the phantasm and you know mike um gogwin he created um the batman tv show i mean we just talked about all of their work Mm -hmm. and that was that was really memorable to me because i love the the dcau but it was also the first time doing like a panel at comic-con and that was something i thought i would never do so yeah so yeah there's lots of like memorable ones but i guess those stick out that's awesome awesome. and we're we're talking about about, you know you do comment like like sorry you've seen a lot of comics and things like that but what what would you say to you know would be your favorite i don't know era or style of batman Mm -hmm. comic because there's so much there's like 80 years worth and like there's some that's really great some i'm like "Ah, i like it because it's batman like Mm -hmm, but that's not your favorite yeah like what what would your favorite be like ah well i my well first of all my favorite batman artist is kelly jones I am a huge fan of the very like horror genre mixing with Batman. Mm-hmm. I, I've always loved that. So like books like Vampire, Batman, like the Elseworlds, stuff like that. It, I, I absolutely love it. Um, but I am a huge fan of both the 40s Batman, because I am a very uh, noir gal. But I also love the Bronze Age look of it, like Neil Adams and yeah. Marshall Rogers, and then going into like the late seventies, early eighties, like Jim Aparo and like the, the kind of blue and gray color scheme of the, of the, the bat suit. And I, I am a huge fan of bronze age work. I, I continually revisit that. Um, and I also really love, yeah, kind of, uh, the kind of Kelly Jones, Bernie Wrightson, kind of that vibe of, of, of comics, of stories, um, so yeah, I, I am a huge Bronze Age gal, and I also love uh, the 
the very film noir kind of pulp um, early 40s golden age, which is what I was reading when I started the page in the first place. But, yeah. yeah. When, you know, if someone, because what I try to do with, with the podcast, I try to get, um, you know, try to bridge the gap between the person that's just starting out with, with comics and the person like you that like knows everything about every single thing detail. <laughs> but like, if someone's new and they don't really know where to start, like what would you say? Like, hey, here are some like tips for you to start getting into comic books. Like here are mm-hmm. some great storylines that you can jump into that, you know, yeah. will help you grow. For example, for me, I wasn't really big into comics until I went to my comic book shop and I was like, Hey, I want to get into comics. Tell me what to do. The guy mm-hmm. looked at me like, you're weird. I'm like, whatever. So he hands me the long Halloween. He goes, have this and start there and figure it out. I'm like, okay. okay. And now there's like so much stuff going on. And so like, right. what would be someone like, you know, Hey, here are some stories that you should uh, take check, check out. And here is some tips on how to start, you know, even collecting some comics and things like that. Well, I, I totally agree with the, with you on like, it's, it can be overwhelming, oh, right? God. You want to start because people ask me that a lot. And I've even done a couple of videos where I've done like a Batman 101, like how to jump into Batman comics if you just have no idea because it's, it is a lot. Oh, for sure. um, but uh, I guess with wanting to jump into, like, if you want to start buying comics, let's say you want to jump into comics and you want to start building your own collection, or I I would honestly say, like, you would want to try to buy everything because buying comics is expensive. That's money. (laughs) I I have learned with collecting over the years. And so I know you feel like if you just want to grab everything, but I, I honestly think you should try to see if there's something specific. If you're like, I want to read about this character more. Like, let's say you like, you know, Nightwing. You've seen a picture or something and you're like, oh, or you've seen it like in an animated film or a TV show. Mm -hmm. I think you should try to try to focus on specifically what you want to read or what type of characters you want to see, because I think that can start to narrow down certain things. Like Mm -hmm. in my video, I talk about there, there are stories that are like, oh, if you're a beginner, like these are great origin stories and then if there's like if you want to focus on the rogues yeah there are books so like for origin stories i always recommend books like batman year one the frank miller david mazzuccelli from 87 i also mm-hmm. recommend scott snyder and greg capullo's batman zero year because they're both really great origin stories on how bruce developed becoming the batman mm-hmm. um and then there's also major story arcs kind of like the long halloween that are just great long sagas that has everybody in the Batman family and in the Batman universe that you can see and learn more about. And there's like, or there's more like no man's land, which that is now, if you want to read no man's land, (laughs) I would not recommend collecting the single issues because there's literally like almost like 200. So I would say get like trade paperbacks. That is a tip that I would give is like, if you want to collect an arc, but it is a long arc and maybe you don't want to go and get the single issues or maybe getting particular issues can be more expensive than others. I would start with a trade paperback because it's, it's just an easier to it's, it's more accessible. And then if you do like a particular issue within that big saga, you can maybe buy that issue. And that's one of your like special reads. Um, and, and there's also just, arcs that focus on villains like if you read like david vereen's 1970s story that talks about like all the villains like saying that they're the ones that killed batman they all tell those stories 
or there's even Batman arcs like Strange Apparitions that has all of these different people in it. Mm-hmm. Or if you want to read just like the like the classics, the groundbreaking, like The Dark Knight Returns or The Killing Joke, like those stories that you've seen in other media already. Like you might have watched The Dark Knight Returns Part 1 and 2 movie and you haven't read the comic. And so yeah. I would say if you, and that's another thing, if you have looked at other media like movies or TV shows or even played video games and there's something in there you're like, oh, that's really interesting. I would say go look into that and try to read the original or like the source on that. It's funny um, you mentioned that because I was, I, w- I don't know where I was listening. I was listening to a podcast or maybe a video and somebody was mentioning that too. They say, you know, the problem is that a lot of these people like, uh, like even for like, for example, Marvel, right? Everyone loves the Avenger films in the Marvel yeah. Cinematic Universe. But after the movie ends, it says, for example, Iron Man will return in Avengers Part 2. What it should say, in my opinion, is, hey, you love Iron Man? Check out these comic books yeah. you know, that can fill in the rest of the story. Mm-hmm. And here's a link to the comic book store finder in your area. I don't know. That's just yeah. me. I like supporting totally. the lo- local comic books, but th- that's some totally something that I think everyone misses because you see all these films right. and you go, Oh, what can, where can I get more of this stuff? And I go, you can literally go to your comic book shop and ask them like, Hey, I just watched Endgame and I want to know what happens and give me mm-hmm. more. And they'll, they'll give it to you. because yes. it's there. I totally think that is a good source. Like, especially if you are really familiar with the, outside media of Batman, but aren't familiar with the comics, I would say if that is like your comfort zone and you want to explore more comics, start there. Um, I mean, that's kind of what happened to me with the animated series. Like I didn't know about comics and I just kind of randomly found Nightfall because of the Bane episode. And then I wanted to explore more. Um, But I mean, there's, there's so many books and I think it you have to find what specifically you want to know more about like if you want a book that talks about like the Batmobile or the Batcave or like you want stories that kind of focuses on that or the Robin like mm-hmm. all of them <laughs> like all 20 you know oh, if you want to learn every about single all. one of them <laughs> to this day I have problems figuring out which one is which sometimes and I feel like such a loser I'm like wait that's not that's not Jason that's the other one. Wait, what's there's his so name? Many. No, like it's not even like a big thing. Like there's so many, like I've done, I, that's why I like to do like sessions like that. Like I've done videos where I'm like, I'm going to talk to you about all the Robins and like which one is which and which continuity and all of that stuff. Because there's so much Batman's 81 years is filled with so much. Which is why it's like, if you want to jump into comics, it's very daunting it's scary for oh, sure people are, i mean i was super scared i had a friend of mine just come up to my house and like when i start my first starting hey here are 80 something co- batman comic books like have fun and i go but these make no sense i'm confused where does this start and like i just had these exactly. like laying there for uh, at least a couple of months and so i finally realized hey maybe i should start with nightfall and like maybe i should start with that and then i just went there and go oh i should buy the second book and the third one yeah, and that, exactly. that's how it kind of starts yeah you really have to find what you're really interested in reading about batman and then look into that because uh, oh speaking of the robin which kind of made me think about a panel i'm sorry this is really random but like that's jim fine. starlin's death in the family where jason was read by the joker last year i did a panel with jim starlin no and, and i awesome. talked to him about death of the family 
And the awesome. and I love the fact that that was something that's I love that so much. We talked about Marvel stuff too. Like I talked about Thanos and everything because you know he created Thanos, and uh, and he just kept. Nah, saying, he oh, talked about. Nah, forget that. He 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 killed Robin. That's all that matters. I don't care about that. Right, like, okay. And he <laughs> about but the fact that he didn't like the Robin character at all. Oh, what? I didn't know that. Yeah, he did not like the Robin character so much so that before Death in the Family came out, before they even were really deciding to maybe kill off Jason Todd, DC was going to put out an AIDS book to talk about the, the epidemic at the time, and yes. they were going to kill off a DC Comics character. Oh by eight and so they said that they had to vote in the like dc offices and put in what character they wanted to die from AIDS. <laughs> and he stuffed the box with jason todd because he <laughs> didn't like him <laughs> and i was like wow <laughs> but then the whole project didn't even happen they just like they, it didn't it never happened but you know the character they were gonna do it was gonna be jimmy olsen they were no. gonna kill jimmy that's no, sad. Well, no, kill, kill Jason. That's 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 no. Come on, Jimmy. <laughs> right? So, oh, um, but so. that's one. But that's one of the arcs that, like, when you mention, like, hey, find the paperback for. Like, that's what happened to me. I I, I was at I was at my comic shop, and I was looking through the Batman section. And I go, hey, there's Death in the Family. So I picked it up. It was like thirty, forty dollars. Like, mm, that's a hard pass. And two two books later, it was the paperback version, and it's like three ninety five. So I go, wait, hold on. This has to be wrong. And I go, hey, um, what's the difference? He goes, nothing. I'm like, so why is this one three and this one's 40? He goes, well, this one is just paperback and this one is like fancy. I go, mm -hmm. I'll take the cheap one. Thank you very much. Oh, yeah. The super hardback absolute ultimate editions, of which like, there's what so are... many of them yeah. out there. Yeah, those are, those are pricey. But if you just want to buy like a, a paperback, like those are way more just not as costly <laughs> oh yeah those so, are better for your wallet your, your bank yeah. account will thank you later yeah so like that's a the, actually death and fam is a good example of whether you want to buy the paperback or you want to buy the the four issues of it because you could probably you might be able to find those issues for not super pricey but it right. depends you know, it depends on the grade. It depends on all kinds of depends but, on all these but, other nerdy stuff that we're the beginners. Like, what do you mean? What's a grade? I know, I, I know. <laughs> Sorry, but like, if you don't want to collect the single issues, I would totally recommend a trade. It's just easier. And then if like, if you really like that series, let's say you're like, oh, I love this. I want to physically have each of the issues. Then you can go and yeah. explore your comic shop or eBay or. Amazon or wherever you want to physically get the copies or Barnes and Noble or whatever it is. Yeah, for sure. You yeah. know, you've been such a big part of, of the community, like the Batman community for the last couple of years. You know, we mentioned, we've been talking a little bit about how you started and everything that you've been doing with Comic-Con and things like that. But like, is there a, like, like what, what resonates you to this community and how, like how important does this community mean, uh, you know, to you as a whole? It, it means so much. And I, I've talked about this before. I did I did an interview a few months ago. And I think when I realized that History of the Batman wasn't just like an Instagram page, I'm just posting content and like I don't have a, a connection with the audience. I, I learned I did when right. my mom um, in 2014, um, she uh, was sick and had congestive heart failure and she mm -hmm. needed a heart transplant. 
And when all that was happening, I was, you know, with my family, like for long period of time, she was in the hospital and everything. And when it was like, like two days before she was going to have the transplant, of course, I'm freaking out. I like put on Instagram, like, oh, hey, guys, like, I usually never said anything really personal about myself in this way to them before. But I was like, hey, like, I don't know if I'm going to be on for the next day or so, because my mom is going into surgery and having a transplant and things like that. And I received so many messages and just saying like they're praying for my mom and they're thinking of her and they want to know like if everything's okay. People that I've never met in my real life and don't know me in real life, but they, but they have been following the page and everything so much that they care about like something that's happening to me and they're like I hope everything's okay and I think that's when I started to see they're like oh these aren't just and I've always from the start called the followers subscribers whatever Gothamites because I feel that there should be a personal connection with people who decide to follow and subscribe and listen and all these things because they don't have And I'm always so appreciative of anybody who is interested and invested in the content that I put out. And even when I'm personally going through something um, and they want to know how I'm doing and and everything like that, I I love that sense of community. And the fact that when I do talk about Batman, like anyone else, if I talk about Batman the way I do on YouTube or Instagram and I'm all excited, they're like, wow, like it's a lot. You're like, right we get now. it. Relax. You know, like, you know, it's like, ugh, you know, but then when I'd say it to anybody who's following, I know they're just as geeked and hyped to learn about and learn about all this stuff as I am. And so I don't feel <laughs> as like weird. Being very enthusiastic. I'm right there with you. I am like, oh yeah, I hate to talk about bat like like perfect example when the Snyder Cut was announced a couple of months ago. Like I literally had goosebumps. I I had a tear shed because like that's how (laughs) I've been waiting for that for years. And I'm telling my friends that I go, wait, why is it such a big deal? I'm like, you don't understand, whatever. Let me jump on a show and tell people why it's great. And then like, these people are going to understand me. Leave me alone. And that's exactly how I feel. Exactly. And I like the fact that there are people that I can kind of connect with in that way. And we can all celebrate all of us together and talk about it and have conversations and just kind of celebrate this fandom as as an actual community. So yes, Mm -hmm. I, I love the fact that this has all organically grown into, I don't even know what it is, but it's a thing. I still, it's been like seven years and I still don't know what to actually like call all this, but I just have so much fun doing it. You're so, a yeah. Batman historian. You can put that in like your business card or like your LinkedIn. <laughs> it's like, I'm a Batman historian. People say, what does that mean? Like, don't worry about it. Like, if you don't know, you don't know. Don't worry if about you it. know, you know. <laughs> That's- but yeah, I definitely didn't think I was that was going to be on any business card of mine, like any at all. But I'm, I'm glad it is. Like I'm glad that I could. I my resume is is very different than what I thought it was going to be. Yeah. Like seven years ago, but it's it's pretty cool. Wow. You know, if you were if you were to give like some advice to people, like you know, they're, that they're trying to start off this whole. Like, hey, I want to get into this Batman thing. I want to become, I want to do some like, I don't know, videos or whatever it is. You know, what would you tell them? Like, hey, listen, like this is what you, I did that didn't really work that maybe you should try not doing so you don't spend Mm -hmm. X amount of time like I did. Like what, what would be some of those things that you'd give that person? 
anytime that like in the past that someone who either it's on Instagram or YouTube and they're like, oh, I'm starting like an Instagram page or they like I've had people before that have said that they've been influenced by what history of Batman is. They want to do their own thing. The biggest the, the two biggest things that I would say to people who want to start their own brand, anything that's within this realm, this, this industry is talk about something you are really passionate about. Don't talk about something just because it's popular and maybe yeah. you're not the biggest fan of it, but you just want to get like clicks or whatever, because it'll show really quickly that you don't care about it as much as like people who maybe visited your page or anything do. Yeah. So I would definitely say you need to pick something that you really do enjoy and love. So, so that'll pour out into whatever content you're creating. And the second thing is you need to be dedicated to keeping it consistent because like if you start like an Instagram page and you've done maybe four or five posts within like the week and then you just don't go back to it in like two months and then it's like you put another thing and then you leave again for another month. Like you're not going to build up a solid audience because they want consistent content. So if you do want to do something, I would say try to find some type of schedule that works for you. Like don't break your back. Like I am a bad example because I do a lot, way more than I probably should be doing, which is why I always put out a lot of content because I I just go. But that's me. It's not the healthiest thing. (laughs) So, But I would say for you personally, look at what is a good schedule for you to put out content that's not going to kill you. Because I, I honestly think that's important because I, I am not a good example of that. So that is something that I've learned that's bad about myself and how I create things. And then I'm like, oh, if I tell other people, like, try to make it something that you're okay with. And like, you're not gonna, you know, because it, it already doesn't help that like, I have really bad insomnia. So I don't sleep a lot. So of course, when I'm not sleeping, what am I doing? I'm reading Batman. I'm thinking about what I'm going to do with like, yeah. you know, new sessions. Stuff. And, but that's my mind. And is that a good thing? Probably not. But (laughs) but yeah, I would say do something that you really are passionate about because I think whatever, it's like when you see somebody about anything, talk about something they love and they just light up. It makes you happy. It makes you interested because you're like, wow, they really enjoyed this. I wonder why. And you want to know more. So if you're talking about something that sure may be trendy right now, but either you're not knowledgeable about it or you don't really care as much, mm-hmm. that'll show. And yeah, I, I definitely think doing what you really enjoy and being dedicated to putting out the content that you want at a good pace yeah. are two of the most important things if you want to start any of this. <laughs> yeah. And, 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 and I think too, it's, it's important to remember that people in the community and thinking this like, comic book world community they they can spot like the people there like you said are doing it just for like to get people to follow them because yeah. you know when like big movies are coming out everyone's talking about these big people that are in these films but like are you talking about these people before that no i think the biggest example i can think of is i was following uh, an account that didn't really talk about anything at all shazam comes out and it becomes a big film all they talk about is Shazam, and I'm like, do you even like Shazam? Because right. a couple months ago, you were making fun of it. Yeah, like, I don't exactly. 
And I, I understand with social media, it's what's hot and trendy and, you know, the current memes and the, all the things that are like, are the, that's what people do. And I mean, I do feed into that in a way, but then I also want to stay true to like myself yeah. because if I look at, if I, if you look at Instagram in 2013, when I first started Hoosier Batman and you look at Instagram now in 2020, the content that is the popular stuff is radically different. Oh, for sure. It's so different. And so even with what I do, like I'm always still going to talk about Batman history, like no matter what, like I'm never going to change the format in that way where I'm, where you're not going to see stuff about Batman comics or like history about the character or the universe or the DC universe. I will always have that. However, do I mix in fun, like memes and edits and things like that? Sure. Because that is what people enjoy. You need to know what your audience likes, but then not lose yourself and what your brand represents and what you like to do. You need to find a good balance. That's another piece of advice, I guess. You could do the fun stuff that's trendy, but also try to don't lose yourself. Yeah. Be real. Be honest (laughs) with yourself. Easy to do that. Oh, for sure. (laughs) Yeah, where you know like where obviously people that are listening to right now and afterwards they they probably know where to find you right but like if they don't and they and they're like oh man she's super cool like how oh. can i find you like how like how can they find you on social media oh i'm i'm a little bit everywhere um but my main <laughs> i am a little bit um my main account is on instagram which is at history the batman and I'm also on Facebook, which you might be watching right now. And that is History of the Batman. Um, oh, also, if anyone on Facebook is watching, I just want to say thank you to everyone that follows on Facebook. The page has been kind of rapidly growing. And I'm not sure why, but I am appreciative of any all of the new people. The page just broke 20,000 oh, wow. likes. So that's, I wanted to say thank you to anybody who's doing that because that's really cool. Um, mm-hmm. And I'm also on YouTube, which is History of the Batman as well. And I'm on Twitter, which is hist of the Batman because you should Batman was too long. And- <laughs> too long. Twitter. Twitter hat, Twitter's always weird like that. Like, oh, yeah, it's too long. And then if you want to go to the archives and listen to my podcast, it is up on Apple Podcasts. Like, type in history of the Batman. It's there. There's like about how many episodes? Like 70? Wow. 70? Yeah, that's all right. That's all right. I did it for a few years, and I really wow. liked it. Like I put out episode every week. Like I was, so. Wow. <laughs> but um, <laughs> so yeah. So if you want to, I'm on all those places, and um, and yeah, and I just became um a DC ambassador. Oh yeah, so, I was going to ask you, like, what is that? Like, I saw that a couple a couple of days ago. I was looking up at your Instagram, and I'm like. What does that mean? Because yeah. I want That's so cool. <laughs> so it is a brand new program that Warner Bros. in DC have started. They just announced it in May. And it is um, a program that celebrates people who celebrate like the, the Batman fandom and the Wonder Woman fandom. Like as of now, there's eight of us. There's, there's going to be more. So mm-hmm. we're now the official OG uh, DC ambassadors because they're going to add more people and invite people to apply and become part of the program. Um, so definitely look into that, especially go on to Tongle, which is the partnership for the DC ambassadors. So if you want more information about that, I would definitely check out their website because yeah. I know in the future they'll put out more where people can apply to potentially become a part of the program. Um, But as of now, what we're doing 
is we are getting early and exclusive uh, officially licensed DC and Warner Brothers products from nice. apparel to toys to everything. And we get to share it with you guys and say, hey, this is super cool stuff. You should go get it and check it out. And we, yeah, we represent, like I represent the Batman character. So like I celebrate the fandom and the other people. And so there's four of us that are Batman and there's four that represent Wonder Woman. And right. so they talk about the Wonder Woman content. And so, yeah, so all of that content, I believe is going to start rolling out within sometime in August, early August. Oh, okay. um, so I just wanted to say, if you're interested in seeing what's in store for all of that, you can check out my YouTube channel and subscribe there because I will be putting up the videos for Warner Brothers in DC on my platform. That's awesome. That's yeah. awesome. Well, then before I let you go, I, I like every time I have someone on to talk, that, that talks Batman with me, I, I always have this, the same question I ask everybody before I, I let them go because it's one of those questions that you hear from different people and they have different reasons why. But, you know, like you said, 81 years of Batman. Mm -hmm. What makes people resonate with this character so much that he's still like as popular in 2020 as he was back when he started? I honestly think the biggest thing is that he, I think people are drawn to the fact that he doesn't have superpowers. I think if anyone first discovers Batman in any form and they learn who he is and the fact that he doesn't have powers, I think that's the first thing. And yet he still at the same level as like Superman <laughs> and Wonder Woman and the Flash and all of these amazing, other amazing characters that have powers. I think the fact that Batman doesn't and he uses his skill and his brilliance and all of, and his wealth and his resources, everything to still be as an effective hero in Gotham or wherever in the DC universe as Superman is, and they literally are night and day, I think that people like that because they can connect with someone who isn't. Of course, people have written Superman where you can connect with him as a person. I am not saying yeah, that at sure. all, but, but I am saying that when people, when you see Batman, especially in comics where like he's having some trouble, like Nightfall or, or things like that, and then he's able to pull himself out of it. And I, I love that. I also love like stories like Denny O'Neill's Batman Venom when Batman gets addicted to the drug venom and then he yeah. literally has to lock himself in the Batcave and wean himself off. And the fact that something that he succumbs to his own humanity and weakness that we all could do, like we mm -hmm. all could become addicted to something that is a substance, like a drug or, or something. Yeah. I, I think that that's why people connect with him so much because you can in ways see struggles or things that you go through and sometimes what you see in Batman. And I think he's just really relatable in a lot of different stories and looking at him and just the him like there's a story where he it's it's an early 80s story and he the whole thing is focused really on the fact that he hasn't slept and he's tired. But he has to do normal things. Like he has to take Jason Todd to school and he has to go to like the Wayne Foundation and talk to Lucius Fox about a project and he has a date, you know. And it and that's, all that's a nightfall, he right? He doesn't want to do it cuz he's just tired. Wasn't that a like, nightfall, I believe? No, this is a story. Uh, I I will tell you the exact issue later because like I I I'm blanking on it right now. But he literally, it's just a one issue 
story. But yes, Nightfall for sure. Had is that too, right? Yeah, he was he that retired. He breaks down and he's just getting worse and worse because he has to put back every villain one by one. And that was all <laughs> part of Bane's plan to like just literally just destroy him. Yeah. But I like the fact that like Batman, he gets tired. He needs sleep. He needs to eat. He needs to, you know, he needs to rest. Mm-hmm. And then, but he still has to be this extraordinary character. And he still is an extraordinary character. But then, he, and then afterwards, he goes to sleep. Like the very last panel is him laying on a gargoyle in like <laughs> at daybreak and he's asleep because he works so much. And that, that's the kind of stuff that I like. I think people like Batman because you can relate to him in ways such as not getting enough sleep. Yeah, I mean, if you want to relate to him, the, the more like right now, I, I mean, watch, con- like read Contagion at this point. Yes. Oh my God. So <laughs> right? good. Yes. It's like it's, he's fighting off. A, yeah. Like, he's fighting off this, this like virus that you can't kill. And you're like, wait, I'm fighting off a virus that I can't Yes, kill. I did a video that was that I think I called it something like Batman versus COVID, like how Batman would fight the coronavirus. And I talked about stories where he fought viruses within the DC universe. Yeah. It's fun. <laughs> I think it's just, but I agree with you. I think he's just so relatable in any ass, like it depends. It doesn't matter what kind of, you know, age. Cause I was taught, I talked to Andrew Farrago uh, last, last month on, I'm looking on at the his show. Book. Yeah, I I have his yeah I have his book too. <laughs> oh, it, yeah, I have it somewhere here too. I don't know where it is. And um, it's so good. <laughs> we talked, and I was reading it, and we we're talking, and he's like, "Yeah, you know, every decade that you can talk, you can look back. Batman resonates with you somehow, in some way. He resonates to society." And I'm like, "Oh wow, I never thought about it that way." And it and it's true. And and it could yeah. be like an older book, but like right now. If people want to get into like reading Batman, go read Contagion because like it's literally what's going on outside exactly. right now. Exactly, it's one hundred percent. And I, and maybe if you read it, it may freak you out. I don't know. We're all different, but yeah, we're uh, different. Yeah, we might, might freak out. But hey, Batman can come save you in the book. Exactly. So, hey, that means everything's gonna be okay. <laughs> exactly. That that's why I like Batman. He gives you hope, even right. though he. Is is kind of sad. It goes through trauma and like has a lot going on with himself. He yeah. still he, he still brings hope to a very uh, hopeless place like Gotham because right? Gotham yeah. is just trash. Gotham yeah. is a horrible city. Like <laughs> so, the fact really that he bad, can yeah. protect it. Yeah. Well, London, thank you so much for coming on talking about it. It's been so it's been a blast. It's been a blast <laughs> just talking Batman and comics and everything with you. Uh, super enjoy your content like i've told you before and you know if people if people want to check him up check her out go to a history of the batman on instagram um twitter twitter is hiss of the batman (laughs) yeah but yeah no just go check her out guys super super appreciative of having you on though thank you so much for having me of course um take care i'll see you i'll see you soon hopefully whenever this whole thing yeah. ends one day there's a con around and we'll and we'll, yes. we'll run into Next each time other we are able to go outside and like be in <laughs> groups of people and we'll meet you in person yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right thank you so much for coming i really appreciate it thank you so all much right. <laughs>